Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio ministry that deserve to be heard again. So you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes. You found a place to belong here in the Circle of Friends. I'm Missy, and I'm with Libby. And Libby, we've had quite a week of wonderful conversation mm-hmm. and digging into God's Word, even even hearing hard things, I think, yeah. things that are difficult to hear, difficult to understand, uh, and difficult to realize sometimes that, you know, we're not as wise as we think we are, mm-hmm. and we, we don't have the answer to everything, and that God's thoughts, His ways are way above ours, and we need to trust Him in those hard times, those difficult times, those times where we really don't quite get what's going on. Oh, Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, there is a reason. We may not know the side of heaven, but there is a reason. Mm-hmm. And you're right. We may not know even this side of heaven. And we need to be okay with that. We need to learn to be yeah. okay with that because that is indicative of how much we really trust God. That's exactly right. It's all about our relationship, our individual relationship yeah. with the Lord himself. And I don't think you can get there without the Word of God and getting into the Word of God and without learning along the way some of these things we've talked about this week of mm-hmm. doing the hard thing or being in the difficult places or trusting that God is at work through them, in you, yeah. through them, uh, changing you, changing those around you, working out His will for His honor, His glory. I mean, if you lose sight of that, that we're created for Him to bring Him honor, glo- glory, praise, He is Almighty. He Mm -hmm. is the Lord. Mm -hmm. He is the one we were, you know, rather than ourselves or Mm -hmm. what we want or any of those Mm -hmm. things, it's easy sometimes for things to get in the way of that and to lose sight of it. Oh, yeah. Well, and you've said it often that we would never say that we don't trust God or or we don't... uh, We know better than God. Yeah. yeah, I would never say that. We would Uh, never say we know better than uh, God. Actually... By, by doing what you're doing and trying to, yes, yeah, you are saying. Yeah, yeah. And I think, too, that uh, we are really good at not saying, but maybe showing, that we don't trust God yeah. when we take matters into our own hands. Well, I think culture, our culture leans in that direction. They Absolutely. obviously do not trust God, do not believe in God, do not go with God's way. But they're, they're good at justifying it and trying to convince us. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. There's always, mm-hmm. always trying to persuade us to that God is, I mean, God is who he says that he is in his word. So show me in his word what you're talking about, and then we have a, we have kind of a base to go on. Yeah. But if you're talking about some other kind of God or some kind of characteristic that really isn't who God is, um, then we, we, we can't come to agreement. You yeah. know? And I, I can love you. I can... I can listen, I can respect you, I can rejoice in the fact that you get to make your own choice and have your own opinions, but I can still, and I, I can do that without compromising what I believe and what That's I stand right. on in the Word of God. That's There's right. a way to do that. I love the way you said it, that. It's not easy, I don't think, in today's world, because we have the wrong view of that. Mm-hmm. We think it's our job to fix everybody. i got to mm-hmm. change your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, no. I'm not God. I don't need to change your opinion. I need to examine my own heart and my own life and make sure I'm right with God. I need to get into his word Mm -hmm. and I need to listen and respect you and understand that you are created by God himself and you have been given the God-given right of choice to choose your own way, to think what you want to think, to say basically what you want to say, right or wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's God-given. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And I'm not 
God. I'm not the Holy Spirit in your life either. Now, I can love and respect you and pray for opportunity to speak truth in love, um, but that may or may not come. Right. That, and that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't change anything about what I believe and what I stand mm-hmm. for. I can yep. still love and respect you. Do you know, you know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Some absolutely. people get that wrong. They think, oh, but they're, they're wrong. So I've got to prove that they're wrong. I've got to show them that they're wrong. That, um, no. Mm. No, you just have to, you just have to live right. Oh, <laughs> you have to show anybody yeah. else is wrong. You have to live right. That's very good. Very well said. And, and that I know has been a struggle for me as I've gone before the Lord and said, so what is my role in this? Like, how do I relate to people who we're not going to see eye to eye on this. We're, we're not going to believe the same things. Yeah. And so just to hear what you had to say about that, to clarify some of that is so good. And I love when you pointed out, if someone bases something on who God is, but their perception of who God is doesn't match up with who God says he is yeah. from his word, then we don't have that common ground. Yeah. And yes, I can love them, respect them, appreciate them, but but no, I'm not going to agree with them. And if I do that in love, that is the best thing for them. Because I, I, I say hopefully, I often think I should say prayerfully, one day they will see. Yeah. And then they'll be thankful that someone did speak the truth in love. Well, and when you respect someone else and you listen to them, it gives a doorway, an avenue yeah. for conversation. And conversation is different than what you see on social media or on the TV screen or in today's culture and society. I don't know what we'd call social media. uh, Uh, It's not dialogue. It's not conversation. (laughs) Yelling at the top of your lungs, beating people over the head. All of that stuff is not, it's not conversation. Um, And I think that you can, you can hold your ground, so to speak, uh, in what you believe. Just be sure that you, you have reason to believe it from scripture. Yes. And and listen, listen to other people, but then go back to scripture and see if that's what scripture says about it. And if it doesn't, I mean, you have your reason for believing what you believe, but that other person has the right to believe what they want to believe. And it's not your job to fix them. Please, I think this is part of the problem. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm a fixer from way back, and I get it. You you just, and it's it's been hard for me over the course of the years that I've lived as a Christian, especially in the church, when I see people who are, they're wrong, you know, they're wrong. That's not what scripture says. They're doing wrong. They're doing the ungodly Mm -hmm. thing. What are they? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But, and there are some things that scripture tells us to do that we need to follow. I mean, in Matthew, it says to go to that person, to speak to that person. And then it says to take someone else with you. I mean, there, there are steps to follow, to speak the truth in love. And especially if it's something that's blatantly outside of what God says to do. There are other things that you know, I think, I think I know mm-hmm. at least what God has told me about that. Um, I'll just give, uh, and this is kind of a, a minor illustration, but when I married Ned, uh, we were married about a year and he decided to go to Bible school. Well, he, we went South. I was from Michigan. I was from an unchurched family. I barely knew any scripture at all. Uh, love the Lord, love Jesus, knew that we wanted to follow him. And we went to a, basically a Southern Baptist school which was kind of mind-blowing for me. I remember a conversation <laughs> with one of the students there. We were married students, so we lived off campus. But it was like, what? You don't, you don't wear pants. You mean you don't wear pants to class? No, you don't wear pants ever because they're not right. And you have to have your hair certainly. You do. I mean, they had a thousand and one rules that I was like, what? What? Huh? I mean, I just yeah. would scratch my head. And I tried. Libby, I tried to embrace them. I couldn't. 
I just, I couldn't wrap my head around that. It just didn't matter that much to me. I thought, this is kind of dumb. Do you think, you know, some of this stuff is really dumb. But one thing I did know, and this came from my parents, my father, I understood authority. Yeah. And I understood yes. that while we were there, we were under the authority of the school. So it was very important for me to follow those rules, mm -hmm. whether I understood them or not, whether I agreed with them or not. I was there in that place and I was okay with following their rules. It didn't mean I agreed with them, but I did it. Why? Yeah. And I think that's part of... I, scripture talks about the, the weaker brother and all that stuff. And I'm not trying to say that they were the weaker brother. I'm just saying that sometimes you yield your own yeah. desires, wants, thoughts, feelings, opinions, your own convictions in some ways, if it doesn't hurt you. It did not hurt me to wear a dress rather than pants. Mm -hmm. I mean, it didn't hurt my convictions. It didn't hurt. I mean, it's like Paul talking about eating the meat that goes to idols right. and how that offended some people. So if it offended them, then don't, don't do, do it. it. Yeah. It's just mm -hmm. that simple. Mm -hmm. And it's that easy, really. Yeah. Like, what does it hurt me to wear a dress? What did it hurt for Ned to get his hair cut up above his ears and have a mm -hmm. racing stripe there? I mean, it really did hurt nothing, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you do it with the right attitude and the right mindset, it, it works out for you very well. Oh, Let me just say yes. that. God blesses you. I can translate that in today's culture, in today's mm. world. Mm. I can let you, because it's not up to me what you think, what you feel, what you say. If you said to me something very blatant, like Jesus is not the son of God, I would have to stop and say, wait, that's, that is wrong. That's very wrong. And I can't agree with that. You can think that, but, but that's not how I believe. That's not how I think. If you're claiming to be a follower of Christ, then I, then I would have some responsibility right. there. Okay? Right. Do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I do. There are a lot of things that we don't agree on. And you know what? I've always said this, but I think we're going to get to heaven and find that we were 0.05% right <laughs> and 99.95% wrong oh. about everything else we ever said or did. Oh, I like hear we're just you. We think we're right about everything. And that's an arrogance we don't always see. Um yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. We can even be right about the principle, but dead wrong about how oh. we present it. And Amen. so there yes. there this whole matter of being right about things is is so multifaceted and you know, we've talked about social media a little bit. That's That has the potential for being the worst place to talk about stuff like that because all you have is words on a page. Oh, and it's anonymous. You it's, can say whatever yeah, you want. You, you don't, can. You don't have to... You can say anything and not have to look a person in the eye as you say it mm -hmm. and recognize that person has feelings. All those things, you yeah, know, yeah. It's, just, it's just a bad place to do that. Or you can be saying it in the best way possible, but that person is reading it yes. in a way that, you know, is yes. their interpretation. Yes. So I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying... Do it with, uh, <laughs> do it with open eyes yeah. and, and, and the reality that uh, there are consequences yeah. and you just want to be really, really careful. But I just love what you've had to say about all of this stuff and especially the illustration you used because here's the thing. You learned that appropriate submission to your authorities. You learned that from your father. Mm -hmm. Um, who was not a believer. He was not a believer. And in fact, uh, I shared earlier in the week uh, that I came out of an abusive background. And my father, there were some ways in which he was abusive, but he gave me good things as That's well as right. bad. And I, and I honor him for that. And I'm thankful for that. And I, I love and miss him very much, even though not all of his actions were, he did the best he could. I understand his story. Um, but he gave that to me, even mm -hmm. though he, 
he used a belt. <laughs> but I understand authority. You know what I'm saying? There were good yes, things that came of that. And that's I wanna, right. I want to go forward with those kinds of things mm. and that, that kind of understanding. Yeah. And that's what I love about what you're sharing is that we've talked about it earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. God is at work. And no matter what happens, he takes it and he makes it what's best for us. If we will choose to accept that and to trust him with it and then to be obedient to Mm. it. So you took the good and you applied it to your time at that Bible college and you came out you came out a better person mm-hmm. for it rather than, you know, I'm sure inside of you, there was a sense of, as there would have been in me, you know what? I think maybe I'm here for such a time as this to tell them they're wrong. I got <laughs> to prove to them that they're wrong. I, I got to show them a better way, you know? But no, you did the righteous thing. And I think that was just another stepping stone that paved the way Mm -hmm. for more righteous things to be able to be done. It's when we we're so convinced that we're right about something. And then we just go at life with such a stubborn bullheadedness that we're going to do this right thing that we do the wrong thing. We do the wrong thing. Oh, yeah. We do the right thing in the wrong way or the wrong uh, the uh, the wrong thing in the wrong way. Right. You know, it, it just doesn't matter. It's still not right if it's not done the way the Lord wants it done. Amen. And and so there's just a lot to learn from paying attention to how he's been working in our lives and the lives of others and to offer that grace and that remembrance and that gratitude. I found another reading from our book, Daily with the King by W. Glenn Evans. And I, Missy, I love this. And I know I gave you the opportunity to read it and I think you feel the same way. I do. And it kind of reminds me again, it, it, it kind of wraps up our whole week. Mm-hmm. I think this wraps up our whole week. It's called Developing in Solitude. It's kind of the practical how-to to get where you want to be. It is. And I'll tell you what, when I reread this, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell you this story. I talked about it oh, earlier in the week about some uh, very vulnerable, gut-wrenching prayers to the Lord and how he answered them so specifically and so beautifully. And this was an issue that I had just, I'd say, a couple of days ago where I was before the Lord and I felt like I have not used my time well. Mm. I have I have really uh, willfully not used my time well. Mm -hmm. I have put other things in the place of my time with God. It it just went on and on, and I just was so devastated. And and yet I, I told the Lord, I said, I feel like I can't even come to you asking for forgiveness right now because I feel like I'm always coming to you asking for forgiveness for this same thing. And I know that he's going to forgive me. That's what I would do with my kids. I don't, you know, I don't care how many times you do it. Come for forgiveness. But he doesn't want me to stay there. He wants me to get beyond this. And, and so then I opened this book. And it opened up in one of its many uh, broken pieces to this developing in solitude. And I'm like, there you are again, Lord. Mm. There you are again answering my cry, my cry. This is our good Abba Father. So I'm going to start reading this. I must always remember that the best kind of disciple is developed in solitude. I must not succumb to the idea that my salvation lies in the group. The very concept of the body of Christ in the New Testament reflects the peculiarity 
individuality and therefore the aloneness of every individual member. Of course there is common life, but merely having common life is not the same as discipleship. The heroes of the Bible were essentially lonely people. Those who know God deeply do not learn the deep things of him from others. That is why deeply spiritual people have always been treated as strange. Paul was accused of being out of his mind in Acts 26:24. Jesus was grossly misunderstood, even by his closest friends. It is easy to understand why disciples are stoned, sawn asunder, tempted, slain with the sword, as we read in Hebrews 11:37, even by religious people. I find disturbing signs around me that tell me the group is my hope, my health, and even my destiny. The group is God. But, Lord, the more I trust the group, the less I trust you. Quite the opposite. The group is really my stumbling block, my hindrance to the kind of personalized experiences with you that are necessary to the creation of strong discipleship. Lord, it takes immense courage to enter discipleship training. But where the burden of the Lord is upon me, I will be able to count the cost and go on. I will lose a great deal of earthwise, but what transcendent blessings I will gain heavenwise. There is no greater compliment than of whom the world is not worthy. Hebrews 11:38. And then he cites Exodus 24:12. Now the Lord said to Moses, "Come up to me on the mountain and remain there." Now He's not saying that gathering together is not important. That's not his right. point. His right. point is, is that if you don't get together with God first in solitude and have a relationship with him, then you're going to miss out on what's happening in the bigger group together. Mm, and, yes. you know, unfortunately, I have seen people hide behind, you know, they go to church on Sunday morning, but they don't have a relationship with the Lord that, that has any depth to it because they haven't been in solitude with him. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll tell you one thing, Libby, how this really relates to what we've been talking about this week. There have been things that I've gone through in my life, and I've shared some of them very openly mm-hmm. on radio and other places. And I will tell you, many times, it's just been me. I'm alone in that struggle. Yeah, It's me and God. And, mm-hmm. and the darkest, deepest places are just you and God. That's right. And if you don't turn to Him... I mean, you can turn to other people. You can turn to, for heaven's sakes, you can turn to alcohol, drugs, all kinds of things. Spending, buying, whatever. I mean, you can, you can look to other things. But only the Lord will help you move through that darkness to a place that is peace, light, righteousness, His peace. His, you know, mm-hmm. To get through that time. You have to put all of your trust in him, and no one else can do it for you, is Mm. my point. Yes, that's right. That's right. Well, and right at the beginning where he says, I must not succumb to the idea that my salvation lies in the group. You know, it, it all begins. Our walk with Jesus can begin in a group. It can begin, and it, and it, generally does. You know, that's where we learn about him. Someone came to us and talked with us about him. It can start there. But our journey then continues first and foremost, just the two of us, me and God. Certainly our salvation depends on that. We don't get in on anybody else's salvation. Right. We just don't. And then I love what you talked about as far as the dark times. And maybe that's uh, what he means when he talks about the aloneness of the individual member. 
there needs to be a certain level of aloneness. You've got to be willing to say, just you and me, Lord, mm-hmm. just you and me. And and Missy, I'll tell you, this, this sentence about those who know God deeply do not learn the deep things of him from others. Now, I want to just clarify or put my spin on that. I learn deep things when I sit with you or when I sit with Beth or when I sit with other friends at the table with the word of God. I learn deep things. But you know what this says to me? When it's just me and God, I'm going to learn deeper things. I'm going to learn deeper things that he's saying to me, Libby, I want you to own this. This is from me to you, and I want you to own it. I would go so far as to say, if you are a Christian, but you don't have God moments that you really can't quite explain to someone else, right? or the depth of that, or what that means to you as Mm -hmm. a child of God, Mm -hmm. you're missing so much. Get alone with the Lord. Let Him speak to you. Let Him be your own Abba Father. Mm -hmm. I mean, even this week, there was a moment where I had, and I envisioned this, where... God just held my hand. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That is mm-hmm. weird. That is, and it means so much to me. And it sounds so, I don't know what anybody else, but I know that God met me in those moments. That's right. That was a Missy and God moment that yeah. nobody else can really understand or explain. Right. And they don't really need to, except to say, except for me to say, find your own moments with the Lord that are so just you and him, that you can't even explain it to someone else, Mm. what that means, how he met that need in your life. And he wants to, he's just standing there waiting for you to turn to him and be with him in that aloneness, in that Mm. you are looking only to him, only he can help you, only he can save you, only he can be what you need in that moment. And when you do that, he's there. Mm. In a way that only makes sense to you, because it's you and him. That's it's that relationship. Right. That's right. Oh, so beautifully said. And who would not want that? I I so agree with you. And I've had those God moments, those Kairos moments. And and it's important then to kind of log those in the mm-hmm. archive of your faith, mm-hmm. because they really are moments that can come back to give you strength and hope and then to encourage others. Uh, But I just, I love this. The first time I read this, I struggled with it. Uh, but, But then God just really opened my eyes to see that he's not saying any of this is bad, like you said, the group thing. He's just saying, me first me first. And it is for our good. It's for our good. I want my direction to be from God, not from the group. Or here's the other thing. I want to know if I need to follow the group. (laughs) And the only way I'm going to know that is if I've spent time with God first to align our direction. Oh my goodness. Well, we are at the end of our week. And for me, it's been really, really good. And I just want to pause and thank the Lord for that. Can we do that? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you yourself uh, uh, tell us to call you Abba, Father. You are our daddy, and you are a good, good father. We thank you, Lord, for what we've learned from you this week, for what you desire to continue to teach us. That's amazing. And we just give you thanks. We just give you praise. And we just want to honor you and glorify you in everything, no matter the circumstance, no matter how difficult or uncomfortable 
or how sweet and joyous. We just want to honor you in it all. Help us, Lord, to do that. We know that you're the one that can equip us to do that. Wow, apart from you, we really can do nothing. You do it all. Help us, Lord, to be willing to, to just journey with you. We love you and we thank you for loving us and being our all in all. And it's in the precious name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. You found a place to belong here in the circle of friends. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia's Style Boutique for your perfect outfit, everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse, to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.